What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, January 3rd. I'm Juanita Tolliver. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. I'm Trayvall Anderson. And I'm Priyanka Arabindi, and this is What a Day, welcoming you all to the year that we are definitely going to leave Twitter once and for all. Gag. Cool. Does that mean that you have figured out how to use Mastodon? <laughs> I have no idea what the Fediverse is, and at this point, I am just too afraid to ask. Truly. Happy New Year, Wild Squad. We hope you had a safe, peaceful, and regenerative holiday season. Yeah. Y'all, I ate all the food, so I feel real good. (laughs) And now that 2022 is in the history books, far away, we are looking forward to bringing you another year of What a Day, no matter what 2023 has in store for all of us. But I mean, we're hoping it's good. Just a little bright, you know? We're going to spend this special episode talking about the one big story we'll each be following this year. Okay, so I'm going to start things off. Along with all things prisons and prosecutors, here's a story I hope to keep an eye on this year. And I say hope because it doesn't actually have the attention it should quite yet. But if I get my New Year's wish, it'll keep gaining traction. And that is child care, particularly early child care. A critical issue. Truly. Yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. Hearing parents talk about parenting is criminally boring. (laughs) I know that. You know that. We all know that. But... One thing we've learned in the COVID era is just how absurd our child care situation is in this country. It's really been driven home. Daycare is prohibitively expensive, basically the same cost as I would imagine it would be to live in the Ritz-Carlton full-time is what I pay every month <laughs> for someone to watch my children. What? And yet, given strict regulations around child care, which require a low staff-to-student ratio and lots of resources, many places can still barely keep the lights on. Many of these caretakers are getting paid minimum wage or close to minimum wage. And let me tell you, they're true saints. I would have to get paid $1,000 an hour to wrangle a bunch of toddlers. Maybe more. (laughs) I don't think I have a number for that, Josie. Yeah, same, same. And as a result, child care workers like teachers have left the field in droves since COVID for jobs that maybe allow them to pay their rent and feed their families. So many parents can't get care at all. And public schools are suffering from many of the same issues, staffing shortages, which leaves remaining staff and students at such a major disadvantage. And it's worth noting that in many families, it is mothers who end up paying the price for this complete fiasco that is our child care system. In May, Biden estimated that 1.2 million women still hadn't returned to the workforce after COVID and remote schooling forced them out. Look, from a policy perspective, Massive government investment in early childcare makes more sense than like anything else. With the government making up the difference, childcare yeah. could be both affordable for people and it could be a viable career for people who want to go into early childhood education. Right. It makes absolutely no sense that we don't subsidize childcare. It's good for everybody. It's good for the economy. But, you know, nobody elected me yet. Uh, there are many. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If I'm running something, it will be as a dictator. Hell of a follow-up. Okay. Just trying to say, I'm not doing yard signs. There are many necessary parts to a shift in how our elected officials think about early childhood education, obviously, but that is one solution. I'm not naive enough to say it's politically viable, but it is a very obvious 
very solid solution that would help millions of families. But I do want to say that what we really need is more than just policy, right? COVID reminded us that most kids thrive in school settings. They need socialization. They need to be in different environments. And that community matters more than ever. A system that chooses to hinder families and parents, especially mothers, instead of helping them, is a failing system. It doesn't make any sense. Hopefully this year we finally start to fix it. Because parents need it. I know that much. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if these kids are sick one more day, I quit. So (laughs) there's also that. Fully, fully agree with you. Thank you for bringing that. I mean, like, I'm obviously not a parent. That's a little bit under the radar for me most times, though. So I'm really glad that you brought that up, though, because it is really important and hugely beneficial for families and children. And I have to say it's crazy how many of my friends just, like, can't work Yeah, because they can't find childcare. It just is nuts that it's not something that we're talking about more. And obviously, that's People who have more resources and more privilege, like it is just such an unnecessary hindrance on families, on our economy, on opportunity. It just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, could talk about it all day, but let's move on. Priyanka, tell us about what you're watching for in 2023. Yeah. Okay. So aside from Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show, which I think everyone here let's go, is excited to watch. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I will. I'm going to be making a hard transition because it's a very different subject matter. I will definitely be hoping for a real end to Russia's invasion of Ukraine in 2023, preferably as soon as possible. Maybe Rihanna could make it happen. I don't know. Mm. Let's get her in the negotiating room. <laughs> As you all probably remember, back in February of 2022, Russian President Vladimir Putin launched an entirely unprovoked invasion into neighboring Ukraine. I remember exactly where I was when it started. We had just finished recording an episode of this show with one of our former hosts, Gideon Resnick, and we went back half an hour later to re-record our episode because it was such monumental news and there was just no way we couldn't do that. Right. The war has been devastating for Ukraine in the nearly 11 months since the war started. It's been estimated that over 40,000 civilians have been killed and 30 million more have been displaced from their homes as a result. And it became evident last year that the Russian military committed countless war crimes in their quest to basically steal Ukraine's territory. They deliberately attacked and massacred civilians. They tortured and raped women and children. They targeted buildings like hospitals, schools, and a theater that they knew were housing innocent people, and the horrors of war have become so unavoidable during this conflict. I mean, there's no chance that Putin, when he started this, thought that Ukraine and their president, Vladimir Zelensky, were capable of putting up the resistance that they have over the past nearly year of conflict. They've shown grit and endless resilience. They've had success keeping and taking back much of the territory that Russia occupied at various points in the war. It's been inspiring, and and I feel like they have much of the globe on their side. You know, the West has largely rallied around Ukraine and has further distanced themselves from Russia. And the war has had real consequences within Russia too. It's caused major unrest among Russian citizens who, along with some members and officials in the Russian military, have become increasingly disapproving of the war. That's not something that I ever expected to see out of Russia. Thousands of people were protesting in the streets against Putin's mobilization effort. And it's incredibly surprising, but it really shows you like, He's lost his people, too. Like, nobody wants this to continue. I mean, of course, this has also been felt around the world. 
Russian oil is exported globally. Their natural gas powers much of Europe. Plenty of countries place sanctions on them and have been reassessing how and where they will get those resources. And I imagine they will continue to be into 2023 and beyond. But this has had an obvious impact on global markets, pricing, and obviously, you know, a refugee crisis. People have been, you know, majorly displaced and having to find new places to live. That all is a recap. That all was 2022. We're hoping that is not going to continue for too long into 2023. I mean, for months, it's been a steady stream of horrors and atrocities. And I'm really hoping that this is the year that the war ends, that it doesn't get pulled out into an even longer conflict that it's been. Doesn't seem like either side wants to back down from what they want here, but it doesn't seem like either side is really getting that much closer to an all-out win. You know, I don't think Ukraine should back down from what they want. I think that their country should remain intact. I don't think that any part of diplomacy, they should be forced to part with their own land. And I don't, I don't exactly know how the conflict will end. I just hope that something will happen soon. Yeah. And I I just want to emphasize, there is no equivalency between what's happening from Ukraine's perspective and Russia's perspective. Russia is flat out wrong in this. The whole world knows it. Oh, totally. Putin knows it. Right. Important point too, like they're not operating in any reality, like what Russia says. It's just very hard to even imagine diplomacy happening between the two because they're operating in like different universes, like sort of a thing that has happened in American government and politics in the last few years too. But it's like, you're operating in a different world if you like don't agree on facts. So Mm -hmm. that's tough. Yeah. Power to the people of Ukraine still fighting. Totally. We've got more of what's in store in 2022 with what Trevel and Juanita are watching. But first, we're going to take a quick break for some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, everyone's (laughs) getting flowers. Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, Okay. This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. 
March into spring with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered, one-gig internet for $59.99 per month, plus a $150 gift card and price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with a free modem, free installation, and free Wi-Fi your way home. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and manage user access for all connected devices with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires May 6, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. We're back with our first episode of WAD for 2023, and all of us are sharing the story we're keeping a close eye on this upcoming year. Trevell, what are you watching, friend? Alrighty, so I'm going to fudge the rules a bit here because I can. Um, as y'all know, <laughs> as y'all know, I'm a culture and entertainment girly. I don't usually get the chance to talk too much about what's coming out in theaters or in streaming and why y'all should be watching, you know, unless, of course, enough racists get mad about a fictional fish lady being black for once, you know? <laughs> and so I'm going to take this opportunity to give y'all a little preview of a few movies I will be paying attention to this year. I call this Travel's Watch List, okay? Yeah, I can't wait. Come on. <laughs> I will subscribe. I will pay $8 a month for this. <laughs> All right. So first up, I'm not going to really be watching this movie, but I know a lot of people care. So I'm talking about it. <laughs> and that's Fast X, Fast 10. I don't know how they're saying it. Also known as Fast and the Furious 10. You know, there's a huge audience of fans out there who love this franchise. I will save my questions about why we got 10 of these movies for another time. But what's important about this film is that it is the beginning of the end in some respects. I'm sure we all remember when Paul Walker died back in 2013. He, along with Vin Diesel, were the two main stars of this already huge franchise. After he died, Universal and Vin Diesel made a commitment to hit 10 movies in the franchise in his honor. And with Fast 10, they've done just that. But they're taking what I call the Harry Potter approach, and this last chapter of the Fast Saga, as it's called, will be broken up into two separate films. Oh, wow. Fast X is slated for May release this year, and its sequel will likely come out next year. And just a tease of the cast, in addition to all those main folks that you already know, Charlize Theron is in it, Jason Momoa, Brie Larson, Helen V. Mirren, okay, Rita <laughs> V. Moreno, Cardi V. B. Uh-uh. also in it, and they even let Tyrese back in the picture. Oh my God. Wow. Congratulations. This is awesome. <laughs> also, Rita Moreno in her 90s with the fast cars. I love it. I loved Fast Five. That's my favorite one in the series. Like, top notch production value, plot, everything was there. So, I might actually watch this one, Trayvale. Don't judge me. Love that for you. You guys should come over. I do happen to have a lot of Fast and the Furious life size cardboard cutouts. No! Oh, I do. Oh. I had a too fast, too furious party for my son when he turned two. <laughs> and I got a lot of okay. life-size cutouts of The Rock. I love that. That's great parenting, Josie. Okay. Great thank you. Parenting. Incredible. Okay. Oh, thank you. I've got two more movies for you. The second movie, okay. I already mentioned it, and that is the live-action adaptation of Disney's 1989 animated classic, The Little Mermaid. This also comes out in May and stars Javier Bardem as King Triton, Melissa McCarthy as HBIC Ursula, David Diggs will voice Sebastian the Crab, and Halle Bailey of the girl group Chloe and Halle is our titular Little Mermaid, Ariel. Out of the sea Wish I could be
Now, I'm going to the theater just to hear that note in surround sound because I know it's going to be really good to my spirit. Yes. But like I said, the racist and white supremacists ain't too happy that this fish girl is being played by a black person when the casting announcement happened back in 2019 and when the trailer was released last year, trolls came from every which way upset that Ariel now has a gorgeous head of locks. But in the iconic words of Halle Bailey's mentor, Queen Beyonce Giselle Knowles-Carter, they won't break our soul, okay? (laughs) And just like Black folks did with Black Panther, we're showing up to the theater in our finest under-the-sea garb for premiere weekend. I want to see them seashells by the seashore that Sally has been selling. (laughs) I want to see merpeople fins all over the place, and maybe I will find me a King Tritone in the mix that is a Black (laughs) King Triton, by the way. Um, And so I love that for me. Okay. We can we all have goals. We can all have goals. <laughs> we all have goals. I kind of love the idea of these people continuing to talk about the race of a fish person. I just think <laughs> wild. For it. Keep it up. I love it. Keep it up. It's so Keep funny it for you. Mermaids aren't even real. Like what? So funny for you that you're having this conversation. <laughs> They're not real, but also you know Halle Bailey cleared in that audition. They didn't Absolutely. even need to see anybody else after she hit those notes. So there was no Absolutely. competition. Absolutely. All right. Last but not least in my movie preview, anyone who knows me for real, for real knows where this is going. The Color Purple. Later this year, we are getting a movie musical based on Alice Walker's seminal 1982 Pulitzer Prize winning novel. It's been adapted a few times, perhaps most notably by Steven Spielberg. His 1985 film starred Whoopi Goldberg and Danny Glover and Oprah Winfrey. That movie was nominated for 11 Oscars and lost them all the disrespect. Truly. The classic was then adapted into a stage musical, which was on Broadway from 2005 to 2008. Before it was revived in 2015, it won a couple Tonys. In the original Broadway adaptation, my fave, Fantasia Barino, yes, winner of season three of American Idol, starred as the lead Celie, becoming the first American Idol winner on Broadway. Know her, give her her things, give her her flowers. And now she's reprising that role in this adaptation coming this year. And the cast is absurd, y'all, okay? In addition to Tasia, we've got Coleman Domingo, Taraji P. Henson, Danielle Love Brooks, Miss oh One Two God. Step herself, Sierra, okay? Oh Halle Bailey <laughs> from The Little Mermaid is also in this alongside David Allen Greer, Anjanu freaking Ellis. Tamala Mann is going to be in there taking us to the king, okay? Absolutely cannot wait, but the movie don't come out until closer to Christmas Hanukkah, Quantica, so I guess I have to be patient for that, um, but I don't mind. And that, beautiful people, was Travel's watch list. Team Amazing. Now all of our watch lists. Thank all you. of our watch lists. <laughs> the only line I want to hear Every day I had to fight. Like, I I need to hear that from Sophia Sophia. Like, I need that for my soul. I had no idea Fantasia was in this, and I'm thrilled. This is going to be so great. She's going to kill it. So good. All right, Juanita, it's your turn. What are you going to be looking for in the new year? All right, Trayvell, one thing I'm going to be watching for is if Moneybag Joe can deliver on this student loan debt relief (laughs) or if the Supreme Court is going to dash the dreams and wallets of millions of student loan borrowers. I need the Supreme Court to calm down and I need Moneybag Joe to come on through. I already got my approval. Just go ahead and take the money away. Come on. So now a lot of folks wrapped up last year by receiving an email from the Department of Education stating that their student loan debt relief application wasn't in fact approved 
but only received. So Travell checked that inbox. Mm. And that's thanks to some Republicans filing lawsuits against the Biden administration's student loan relief program that, if implemented, would be one of the biggest financial resets for student loan borrowers, especially black and brown borrowers. Just to refresh your memories, the Biden administration was all set to relieve more than 40 million federal student loan borrowers of $10,000 in student loan debt if they made less than $125,000 in 2020 or 2021, and $20,000 if they received a Pell Grant while they were in college. But then the lawsuits came right on cue, y'all. Education Secretary Cardona has made it clear that the lawsuits have blocked the Biden administration's ability to discharge the student debt and that the lawsuits are meritless. But now all eyes are on the Supreme Court as they will hear two challenges to Biden's student loan forgiveness program this year. Yeah. So what's the deal with all these challenges? Why don't they want me to be happy? (laughs) Oh, child. Well, the first challenge was filed in the Eighth Circuit by Republicans in six states, Nebraska, Missouri, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, and South Carolina. And they're arguing that Biden's proposal exceeds his executive authority and would deprive them of future tax revenue. Conversely, on the opposite end here, the Biden administration is arguing that it can grant relief under the HEROES Act of 2003. This challenge has been fast-tracked and the Supreme Court will hear oral arguments in February. Now, the second challenge will also be heard in February, and it was filed by two individuals who did not qualify for the student loan debt relief program. And they're arguing that they were denied an opportunity to comment on the education secretary's decision to provide targeted student loan debt relief to some. So everyone brace yourself for a court showdown next month. In the meantime, the Supreme Court is upholding an injunction from one lower court to prevent the Biden administration from discharging the student loan debt until the Supreme Court renders its final decision. In response, the Biden administration has extended the student loan payments moratorium until September 2023. So no one has to pay a dime while we all wait with bated breath. Waiting patiently. Come on, man. Just waiting patiently. Seriously. Come on. Deliver money bag, Joe, please. And those are just a few of the stories we think will make headlines in 2023. One more thing before we go. If you've got a story you think we should follow in the new year, let us know. You can find us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and more. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe. Pick out a cute seashell bra for the Little Mermaid premiere. And tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just how-to guides about joining Mastodon like me, (laughs) What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Trayvell Anderson. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. I'm Juanita Tolliver. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the, the new year. year. Fingers crossed for this one, guys. <laughs> yeah. New year, new me. Seriously. <laughs> new year, new you. I'm just the same. <laughs> What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter. Every day feels like Saturday 
and french fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.